0: Hey guys, my name is Miller Montgomery and welcome to the King Collective podcast where I interview men making a massive difference in the world. These are kings of their kingdom. Listen in. Hey guys, it's Miller here and uh, welcome to another episode of the King Collective. Today I'm joined with uh, a man who has been very influential on my journey. Uh, he's a marketer, entrepreneur, uh, a single dad, and um, yeah. yeah, brings a very unique flavor to the space, I think. <laughs> it really does. It <laughs> and does. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's refreshing and I, I really connect with it. So uh, welcome, Billy
1: Jean. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And first of all, uh, as I was just telling you offline, but I want to say it online, this is a really dope podcast. Mm-hmm concept where it's like no no man if you're like you ask men hey what kind of what kind of podcast do you want nobody's saying i want one for being a single day you know why because no man's brave enough to say it you know mm-hmm. what i mean so like it mm-hmm. now watch this what does every man need this one exactly. <laughs> you know <laughs> what, I mean? what do we, you know so that's that's pretty cool so I, and everyone listening i commend everybody listening because that's the first step to even just being open to getting better that's the one thing and i say we typically struggle with and i know i i know i do i can't speak for everyone but I, I do
0: yeah no bloody oath absolutely uh it's very true um so mate just from you know hearing your story and hearing things that you know you've been through you know you've kind of been through the uh grew up born and raised in san diego and i guess you've seen you know very uh dichotomous uh a lifestyle you know you grew up with a, a massive family who are maybe a little bit underprivileged but then you also went to you know like a high-end like prep college and stuff and with quote-unquote rich kids you know like how much of your life experiences have really kind of shaped the man that you are today I think all of them all of them like everyone else's I,
1: I just don't think anybody you have to really stop and evaluate and think about how much it's impacting you. But I mean, I have the word perspective tattooed on my wrist. Um, I don't know if we're recording video here, but um, it's a, it's a major thing, man. Like, you know, my, my parents both grew up on, on welfare. I don't know if they would ever classify themselves as underprivileged. Um, you know, it's just a a, a a weird wording, but like, you know, nonetheless, like when, when I was born, I got to really see like, a lot of our family, you know, lived in the hood, mm-hmm. and we had like a little small apartment. Like, and then I got blessed enough where my dad's career was doing really well. My mom, they both worked really hard, and uh, put me in a position where yes, I was going to private Catholic school, you know, in middle school, high school, uh, elementary school, and college. And so, especially at college, at the University of Spoiled Daughters, I mean, the University of San Diego. Um, it was like (laughs) you, dude, it was just crazy. You just see some of the, the wealthiest, the wealthiest individuals in the world there. Mm. And when you just see how different people are growing up, it's like, I don't, I don't, it's hard to articulate Mm. how different the experiences, um, and how different the mindset is. It's just a different game. Mm, For
0: sure. And, um, I guess, was that a struggle with you being out of, Connect or relate to those people because of the the difference in yes, mindset.
1: I got I got a strength because I've been able to connect on both sides. Mm. You know, I think some people maybe in a situation feel like they both worlds is kind of foreign to me. It's just what I knew. Period. Mm. And so I think it I think it shows a lot in the way I show up in entrepreneurship today is because I understand a lot about business, right, and I have a lot of experience and resources and connections. But the way I communicate my message will always be with the person who doesn't have access to all the good shit and that's gonna always be my core because that's where I, that's how I relate to, right? So I hear sometimes people when they're on an interview and they use vocabulary and vernacular that really only like some people will really relate to and I'm like, yeah, that's cool but when people come at me and say I curse and I can't listen to you because I curse, it's because I know there's so many people who curses shitload that feel like no one's successful they can relate to. So <laughs> yeah. I make sure I hold on to that, like, yo, I am who I am. And I'm not gonna change that for anybody, and they shouldn't have to either. And I wanna be the example of like, be you, you know? So,
0: yeah, totally. Love that. <clears throat> um, and so you're a single dad, and uh, I guess thinking about, you know, the breakup and all that kind of stuff, maybe what were some of your biggest um, fears or, you know, apprehensions when, It was going down. I think probably the same as, is,
1: as any human being where you're like, wait, motherfucker, if we break up, I'm not going to see my kid as much. I'm not going to have a relationship with my kid. You know, you have humans. When every time we, a lot of the fear comes from stress and anxiety of worrying about the future, right? Mm. That's where we feel it. And usually when we're in that situation, which feels really sad, we always fucking think the worst. We always think like, it's going to be like, Oh, I'll never see my kid again. If this breaks up and she's not going to have a dad in her life and all these things, all of these things that I would never let happen. But you know, when you're going through, you just fear, dude, you just have so many, everything, the worst case scenario just pops in your head. So, you know, I think, yeah, that, that was it. It It's just like, fuck me. Like this is the end of the world. It was the end Mm. of the world. And how are you able to manage that? Um, You know, you have to talk to other people who have been through it, because when you're in your own head and you're going through an experience you've never been through before, you know, and you're left to your imagination to decide, you you go into that negative state. But once I started talking to some older people who have been there, who have done it, they're just like. They just laugh, you know, like, Hey, right now you feel like it's in the world and this and this, and none of it's bullshit and, and none of it's true. So, you know, I have a lot of coaches and mentors, so I, I opened up to them, but I was like, yo, this is what's going down. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I think I'm, that's really helped me, you know, I guess get good is still realize that I have so much more control than people would like to give ourselves credit for. Like the idea of not being in my daughter's life is stupid. Like that was just like a fear. Like I see my daughter more now. And people are like, what do you mean you see your daughter more? I literally see my daughter more now because when, when me and my ex were living together, when I came home from work, I was kind of like, well, I just got done from work. I'm tired. You do a lot of the shit that I'm exhausted to do and I need to recharge. So I'd have time with my daughter, but it wasn't the same because I got to, I got to pawn a lot of stuff off. And I took it for granted. I know someone else is listening right now, shaking their head, like, yeah, I'm taking it for granted, right? You don't. So this last year of when I come home, it's just me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. It has forced me to deal with all of the fears, the insecurities of I'm not a fucking be a dad. What am I supposed to do? I don't fucking change a diaper. I don't know, I don't potty train and like I, you know, all these things, you know, like what well, they want to play imagination and like I got shit to do and all those things. It was my reality. I had to live it. Mm-hmm. and who I was and I had to learn how to make the best out of it and how to really go in. You know, does that make sense? For sure. So, I so think I it's,
0: did, just, um, like you're saying, it's a, maybe just developing new skills. And I, I think that's a way that I really looked at it when I went, went through the breakup, you know, I had like three kids on my own and I was like, man, what the fuck? Like, you
1: three, three kids. Yeah. I only had two <laughs> One three. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's like twin daughters and a son and, um, you know, dealing with the hair situation and all this kind of stuff, but it's just, it's just like a new set of skills is the way that I looked at it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. And I think that's well put a new set of skills because, you know, when people learn the skills most is when they need to learn skills. Mm. And so as much as I was afraid of the situation now, fast forward one year, it's the best thing that could have ever happened for mine and my daughter's relationship because dad had to be there. Dad had to take every bath. Dad had to take every shower. You know, dad had to, you know, comb every hair. Dad had to color. Dad had to change diaper. Dad had to talk. Dad had to schools, Dad had to teach about money. Dad, you know, and I, and at first it was honestly, real talk, like, a lot of people never keep it real about this. At first it was just like, you have this little bit of, I had this little bit of resentment. This resentment and this fear of like, God damn it, I can't do all this. I got to run a company with like, you know, 27 employees and like I have like shit that I need to personally work on myself. Like how the fuck can I find the energy? And then I just changed the mentality of, like, wow, I'm so lucky I get to have this relationship with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm so lucky that I have the opportunity, you know, to go down the street and be with my daughter. So I just, you know, I with my daughter pretty much every other day. And, uh, and honestly, here's something else people won't talk about. In a lot of ways it's better because when you, when you know, Hey, this is my day, you mentally, you can go all in. Cause you know, tomorrow, guess what? I get to relax. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, so I feel like as parents, when you're there all the time, you're almost like having to hedge. Like, okay, I'm not going to exert this much energy right now. You know what I mean? Now it's kind of cool of having the switch of like, cool, it's my day. Boom, we're going to go to the zoo. We're going to do all this because tomorrow I know I get to break. You know, <laughs> so that was a, that was kind of a different thing, man. That you know, I, I wasn't expecting to appreciate, but you know, I, I really do. And now I'm having time for myself. And I think that was the hardest thing is like for me, and I know a lot of people listening is you feel like, especially as an entrepreneur, you just feel like you're doing everything on everybody else's schedule. Mm. When I'm here, it's for my community, for my students, for my team, you know, taking care of like helping my parents out, like my freaking, um, you know, like my, my, my daughter and like family, like you always feel like you're just giving so much. And in the shuffle, you forget about yourself. And so one thing I've really enjoyed over this last year is sitting in the house alone by my fucking self with nothing going on. It is my favorite thing to do in the world. You know what I mean? And that doesn't mean I love anybody less. It just means I'm highly aware that that me time is necessary for me to show up in the rest of the areas of my life.
0: Yeah. Bloody earth. Very true. And I think uh, it is vital, right? To be able to have that recharge time for yourself, um, for yourself as a father, because it's it's what gets put on the back burner for most of the time. So easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know just from watching your, your Instagram and stuff, mate, you know, the things that you're trying to instill in your daughter are very, mm-hmm. I think very important lessons, but maybe not so common. Right. There was one picture mm-hmm. that you you post with like, you went to the market and you're like, you know, you got a barter and shit and, uh, yeah. you know, like giving value to the ducks with the bread. I remember that one. Um, yeah. What kind it, of things? Yeah. It goes back to the perspective of like,
1: like, watch this. You asked me, how does my upbringing affect me? It's very much so in a dad, because I think about, like, I'll never forget, like, I I showed up in um, uh, a finance class in, like, junior year of college, University of San Diego, and the teacher asked something along the lines of, like, hey, how many people here are invested into, like, the market or something like that, referring to the stock market, and, like, all these kids raised their hand. I just fucking left, because it was just, like, the most intimidating thing. I'm, like, who the no one, no one talks about the stock market in my shit, yo. You know what I mean? Like no one has ever mentioned that ever in my life. Like, you know what I mean? Like that was a weird thing. And I got really intimidated, you know, you know, back then I was just like, oh, I'm so cool. I'm not gonna learn this crap, but really it was just fear, you know, taking over. But anyways, I, as I've met more extremely successful people and I'm learning more about them and I watch how they interact with their kids, you know, the kids don't realize it, but the basic premises and messages that they're learning are so insanely different and it's it's that's the you know a lot of people talk about privilege you heard that term you know people talk about like people being raised with privilege and if i had to like change the the delivery of that of, of privilege as opposed to like people think that they created their own mindset And you come to a point in life where you take control and you become aware of these things and you can do more to it. But a lot of the ways that most people are operating is how we were programmed at a young age. And if the average of the five people that you're hanging out with is a store clerk, you know, a manager, someone working a nine to five. uh, Maybe you have like a cousin who's like a lawyer or something, but that's not your life, you know, middle class. Those people think like, you know, hey, my life is normal. I have never had a handout but they haven't thought about the other extreme. What if your average of five was one person was in prison, this perder was murdered, this, this person was, you know, prostitution, uh, this person was drugs. Hold on now. Look at those averages. Mm. That's not this person being lazy. That's not this, this is this person doing exactly what this person's doing. You just doing what everybody else around you is doing. Mm. me the person who's in the middle who doesn't have those things but doesn't have the extremely wealthy them not being extremely successful is just as bad as the other person following into the trap of like whatever else is around them and so like I don't know it was just this interesting so nonetheless going back to why I do things with my daughter like this because I've noticed that like you know these people who have more experience to the world they're equipping their kids with this Mm. And that's the privilege, the privilege of education, of rural education, the privilege of, of being able to travel. Like I've never forget in sixth grade and all these things are hindsight. I didn't know these things when they were happening mm. in sixth grade, Miss McCafferty, my teacher, she goes, Hey, and all of you guys, someday you're going to go to Europe. And I said, what are you talking? I literally raised my hand. I said, Why? And she's like I don't know just in your life you're going to go to Europe. And I just thought it was so strange. I was like why are you saying that? Why? No one talks like that where we can that's not a normal thing. Mm. Because no one had the money to travel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're not just like studying abroad? Nobody went to college. Mm. It, what what do you mean go to Europe? But for her, it was so normal. Yeah, you go to college, you go travel, yeah, you do this and da-da-da. Mm. Like that, that's the privilege thing. It's like not even and, and again, I don't like the word, right? But like it's I hope people are realizing that that's like that's not normal conversation to some people. And so I want the, all of these things to be normal to my daughter. Mm. I want business to be second nature to her, regardless if she likes it or not. Because I know it's the language of money. And if she wants more choices, which she's obviously going to want, she's got to learn these skills. So I'm programming into them early. Even in my house, I don't let her say can't. You can't say can't. So she says, can't. I said, what? And she says, how can I? You have to replace can't with how can I every single time. This is a real thing. Every single time she says it. I can't reach, daddy. Nope. What'd you say? How can I reach it, daddy? And I said, good question. How can you reach it? Well, I can get the chair. Oh, okay. See little programming like that. Like she's mm-hmm. learning to problem solve. Maybe this average of the people were being like, Hey, you're, you you can not do this. You can't do this. You start to believe it when you hear it so much. But, and that's the thing for my daughter is like, I want her to have all of those advantages that a lot of people don't.
0: Yeah. I love that. It's massive. It's massive, mate. Um, and I know cause your dad, you know, you mentioned he was a car salesman. Uh, I think was he doing some shit like that with you as well? He did, he did, because he, he, that was his skill set, sales. Mm. And so, like, every time I
1: wanted to go out, it was like, Dad, can I go to this party? Can I go meet with these friends? You know, he just say no on purpose. <laughs> no. Daddy, come on, man. Why? Why? Well, because he'd make me just sell him over and over, and I got so annoyed. But now sales is my greatest strength. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and I realized, like, you know, again, you know, a lot of this is me working hard and practicing. A lot of it is I got lucky. I got lucky. I got lucky to have the dope perspective. I got lucky to have a dad who was teaching me about sales and this great in sales. Mm-hmm. I got lucky that my mom was a probation officer and had a strong moral compass of, you know, knowing right from wrong. I got lucky. Mm-hmm. Too many people think their, their, their shit. If it's not extravagant, isn't lucky. It's mm-hmm. lucky. You, you have a roof over your head and you're good. You're fucking lucky. as shit. So I don't forget that. I'm extremely aware of how lucky I am. I tell my daughter every day, I said, wow, we do something. Wow. We're so fortunate. Huh? Wow. We're so blessed. Huh? Wow. You
0: know what I mean? That's great. That's great. And I think, you know, something that it really highlights to me is, you know, just the importance of you being a a leader for your kids, you know, and being able to stand up and actually live as an example, not just I'm going to sacrifice everything within me so that I can give it to you. Right. Like I'm, I lead this, I live this because it's like not one set of rules for you and a different set of rules for them. You know? Yeah, no, dude, I I agree with what you're saying. And what's the expression? Like your your daughter's going to grow up and date you. Yeah.
1: So like, you know, that, that one sticks with me. And I just look at like, yo, what does that really mean? And if she was dating, would I let her date me? And there's a lot of aspects of me. I'd be like, no. Mm. And there's a lot that are. And then you go, Well, that's stupid. You should change that. And I said, yeah, okay. Let me work on that. And realize it's not going to be an overnight thing, you know? So I think that's massive. And this goes into just like coaching, mentoring, counseling, whatever you need, like find the people who have the result that you want, you know? So like, for example, you know, where I grew up, like you, when you, when you messed up or something, like people tell you directly, like, what? You fucked up. Da, 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 I heard a lot of cursing. Like, cursing was a thing. And this is such an interesting dynamic because, you know, hearing so much cursing, I believe it's given me thick skin. And when you see, like, violence and shit, like, it gives you thick skin. And I look at that as a blessing. I'm lucky I got exposed to that because then when shit happens, it's really hard to phase me. And then I meet some friends who grew up with, like, that perfect upbringing, and they get rattled by the fucking dumbest shit, and it frustrates me beyond belief. Like, oh, my God, I lost my watch. You're like, oh, my God, like, oh my, you need bigger fucking problems, bro. Because, like, you're about this. But there's a the double-edged sword because then there's other things about that other side where they're like, I would never tolerate anyone cursing at me. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. You, you see both sides? So one is like, sure. cool, thick skin because you got that. And the other side is like, wait a second. You're right. That shouldn't even be a standard. So I find myself with my daughter, never curse at her because mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, and I do worry about on the other side of, like, God, she's going to be such so fucking softy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's going to be so soft. Damn it. Like, because you know what I mean? Because she is, like, so I, I'm trying to identify the ways to, like, you know, how do I get her these other experiences? Mm. Not to a fault, but to also to where she understands. I don't want her to have this, like, and this sounds horrible, but, like, I don't want her, like, the people in her life to be like, so like supposedly well put together that she really starts to look down on the other side. Cause mm. she just got fucking lucky. Mm. I want her to have so much empathy on both sides. I really, I really want, like, I, I think my greatest gift is because of that dual perspective that I got mm. getting to play on both sides. It, it, and I just hope my daughter has the same thing and I can instill that into her. You know what I mean? So It's it's hard. It's a challenge. You know, I don't, I don't know the answer to
0: that. It is, mate. It is. And you know, like I, it's a, it's a double edged Like it's the, it's the yin and the yang, right? It's like Mm -hmm. your experiences lead to the potentially the greatest attributes in you, but you have to go through the shit (laughs) to get there. (laughs) It's unavoidable. And you know, you want to be able to, I guess, raise your kids to be Mm -hmm. well-rounded and, you know, be experienced. I mean, if I didn't go to
1: the breakup, I would not have this relationship I have with my daughter today. I, there's just with, I can say that with, you know, almost a thousand percent certainty, you know, and hope maybe something would have woke me up. But after I lost already, what, three years of her life, like not being there the way I should. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that's what that would have been the cost of that lesson. And that's a, that's a shitty lesson to learn later. So I'm really sure. happy that like, you know, she's three now. And I'm I'm happy that as she's really becoming into talking and whatnot and having conversations, you know, I got to experience that two-year-old to three with dad and like having and really got to you know, so you know, it's interesting. Sit interesting. It is.
0: I mean, what was maybe your what was the shift then for going through the breakup and then realizing like the importance versus when you were in the relationship?
1: I can do it. I think you have, you, we tell ourselves all kinds of stories, right? Our narrative for ourselves is very interesting. But like when you're running your company and you're caught up in your own life, you're like, I can't, I can't do all this. I can't, you know, it, it felt very impossible. You know, like how the fuck am I going to, I'm so, and watch this. I know I'm not the only one. I speak for a lot of people after work. Think about how exhausted we are. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know? So I think just the, um, you know, there's probably a little bit of doubt in my head. Like, man, I, I can't do this shit like this. is. <laughs> Yeah. seriously i think a lot of dads go through that and that's when they give up and they stop showing up and it's not because they don't want to i think it's because they don't think they can mm. you know mm. and so being forced in a situation where i had to you being in a situation where you had to mm. you do it you know yeah. what i mean like you just do it like yeah. you, you do it and i think that was the biggest wake up for me it's like oh all right i got this shit then you start to take pride in it right yeah. you start to get a little better at something now it's something that you almost identify as you know like i take yeah. pride in the fact that oh yeah, like, come out. that's me and my daughter. No, no, I got it. Like I, I do her dinner. No, no, no I, I do that. Like, you know what I mean? It yeah. switches. It switches from your yeah. fear to like, yo, you better look at me, dog. I'm gonna, <laughs> hey, what's your excuse, homie? I, I got this shit,
0: you know? Absolutely. I know. It gives you another perspective. Like, cause I guess as well, when you come home and like, you know, your kids are there with your partner, it's like, you have an out of sorts. It's like, oh, well, she's there. She can do it. Like, you, you know, there. whereas like, if it's on you, it's like, this is on you, man. Like, Mm There's no other excuses, no other (laughs) nonsense surrounding that. Um, Yeah, totally. So like for other single dads who, you know, maybe struggling or, you know, about to go through the breakup, I guess what's maybe one piece of advice that you would just really kind of give to them?
1: Yeah, something that I've learned is integration. And what I mean by that is I believe one thing that was very fortunate for me, and again, I, I timed out right, when my daughter was on the way, financially, I was in a spot where I could really take care of myself. But I'm aware that most people, that's not the case. Financial is actually their number one worry and stress of how am I financially going to do this. And then they believe they have to go either or. Well, I need to work, so I can't be there for my kid. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what we decide on. So we create a narrative for our lives of, well, I'm not going to be in my parents' life because I got to work. I have to work. I can't be there, da, da, da. And now it's a validated by society excuse, validated society excuse mm-hmm. to not show up. And that's why I said the lesson is integration. How can you bring them together in your stuff? So for example, my daughter's in my office all of the time. She's here, and she's, she's you know, sometimes we're playing here, but sometimes she's in a meeting with dad. That's it. let tell a customer, yeah, I got my daughter today, so you might hear in the background. Yeah. And watch this, most people are like, oh, you can't say that to a customer. Most are like, oh shit, I got three kids too, you're fine. You know what I mean? Like, and they relate more. So integration. So it's, you know, creativity is probably the number one thing that's, that stops us all in our personal and professional life. is a lack of creativity. Ask yourself, Mm -hmm. how can I? Not can you or can't you? How Mm -hmm. can I make this work? So, okay, cool. You're going to come to work with me. You know, I think I got next week. I got a speaking gig. It's like, all right, I got my daughter, so cool. I got daughter too. So she can play with her. All right, cool. We going. And and now watch, like, and now I use them as teaching lessons with business. Right? She's gonna grow up and realize that, like, hey, this is thing. So a lot of people think it's like you're either family time or your work time. I don't believe in that. I believe you can integrate and have fun. And people are like, well, you're not really present. What do you mean? I love business, and if my daughter loves business too, I know she needs to know it. Why can't we integrate and make it a fun thing? Why does it have to be this like? You know what I mean? So really bringing her into the process. And I don't mean just having her sit there, explain something to her, you know? Mm. Hey, this just happened and she's only three. So it's like, what happened, dad? Like, you know, it's like, oh, hey, we, we we made an agreement. They wanted this, I wanted this, and we agreed. Like little, you know what I mean? And then she starts growing up and, you know, this is when she sets new standards for herself.
0: Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, I just love that. How can I? You know, I think it's something that maybe we, we lose sometimes. It's like, oh, well, it just can't be done. Well. Like let's, let's work something out, you know, like let's fucking create something. Um, yeah. I love that. Cool guys. Well, uh, Billy, thanks for jumping on here, mate. Um, where's the best way to to find you? Uh, just, you
1: guys can check us out on Instagram,
0: follow us on Instagram,
1: billyjeanismarketing.com. I'm not going to lie to you. Most of my stuff's about entrepreneurship, you guys. <laughs> not so much. But having said that, I, my daughter is, you just watch this, the integration thing. If you want to see it at work, my daughter's in my shit all the time.
0: You know, she's in my IG
1: stories, like da, da, da. And she's, that's me. It's part of my life. And it comes with my package. So, you know, uh, I'd say check us out on IG and hit me up if you have any questions. I, by no means, am the master at this stuff. I'm just sharing with you guys that, you know, I'll leave you with this is I felt like it was going to be the most impossible thing. And it ended up being the best thing ever for me and my daughter. And I'm not saying that you guys on some like, you know, woo, woo shit of like, it's actually the best thing. My words to (laughs) know genuinely me and my daughter are closer because of it. And, you know, all those fears that I had, there was definitely a time where you go through it, but you come up on the other side and you also too, like with my ex, like we have a good relationship right now. And like, you know, you think like I'll never talk to this person. You, you are all this, all this bullshit. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know what I mean? You just sure. it's all, And you're in control of that. You know, just remember sure. that is
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for jumping on here, mate. Guys, if you are listening, if you are a business owner, if you are a marketer, Honestly, this guy's shit is,
1: <laughs> I always say the best.
0: Like, I swear to God, like, I'm not you, just brother. following smoke up his ass because he's on my fucking podcast. <laughs> his stuff is, yeah, I really relate to it. It's real. It works. It's authentic, man. Jump on and uh, check his shit out because it's-
1: Thank you, brother. Thanks for jumping Listen on. Listen, everybody.
0: <laughs> Take care.